This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. For your weekend, you got some podcasts here, brand new that came out this week. You might want to check out Kitchen Confession. Of course, was out on Wednesday. Into You this week as well. Low Vision Moments and The Best of the Buzz with Bill Shackleton. That's also out this weekend, as a matter of fact. Uh, you also can count on a, a, a new one from uh, My Life in Books. This time, Alberta author Prima Muhammad joins our host, Red, and uh, they have a fantastic conversation. So you can find all those podcasts available to you. When you search AMI Audio Podcasts and subscribe. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. Well, we get to our Friday app updates with John Beeler from Get Connected, and he joins us from Vancouver as well. So fun. Um, as Kelly pointed out just before we came back, Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver. Well, BC all through the first hour of um, our every other Friday show. Right, girls? Did I get that right? Yeah, every yeah. other Friday. Yeah. Next week every when Sylvie's other. around. That, then we'll have the BC hour. Then we'll hour. have a BC wow. hour. Yes, today we have Karen. But you know, it's a good, good. Uh, Leave it to Karen McGee to mess up things. Come on. Oh no, that's not where I was going. <laughs> anyway, John, nice to have you back. Yes, did indeed. You, uh, <laughs> did you did you experience any? I'm curious about this um, Halloween uh, fireworks that only Vancouver had seemed to know about. So, do you know about this, and have you witnessed it this year? Oh, yeah. Every year. It's like oh, a war wow. zone where I live. Oh, my. Okay. Well, now we know. Thanks, How late Grant, do they go, John? That. Like, do you find it people... Here, the new phenomenon seems to be fireworks. And, and I was talking to Jeff Ryman Only about after this. Midnight. Yeah. Like, up until 2 in the morning, people are still saying... And then you start saying, well, is there a police department or a fire department in this city anymore? It's it's hard to tell where they're coming from though, because there's a lot of complexes and true, you know, true big yards. It'd be really difficult to figure out where it's coming from. Unless By the you're time you got there, they'd be done, right? Really? Yeah. Um, I find it depends on what day Halloween falls on. The weekends are worse, and definitely the, even this weekend, this past weekend before Halloween, there was a lot of fireworks randomly, like three days before. <laughs> but on the actual yeah. Halloween night. Yeah, it, if it's during the week, eh, midnight for me mostly. But I know some other jurisdictions were much worse. Let's go get candy, eat it, get all hyper, and put That's fireworks off till one in the morning. Me because you're trick or treating, you're walking around, yeah. you're in costumes. Yeah. Is it really? Then you come home and you're fireworks idea. and eating. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't imagine out. that weekend stuff. And like you said, John, they're random sometimes. Like you'll be just sitting there, and all of a sudden at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> I mean, what the heck? Why is yeah. someone doing that on Thursday night? So strange. But anyways, let's move to Tech Talks because we have uh, some things we need to keep on our radar. There's a good chance that Meta has your contact information and you want to tell us how to delete it. Do you want to give us some background on this? Yeah, one of the things that a lot of people have discovered, even if they don't use Instagram and Facebook, is that their information is actually in those systems. And the reason why is because People, when they sign up for these accounts, one of the things that Meta does is like, hey, give us access to your uh, your contact information, all of your contacts on your phone or your computer, 
and we'll see who else you know that's already in the system. So it's it's an easy way to onboard yourself into that world. If you're on Facebook, it'll show you who your friends are that are already on Facebook. I'm like, oh, well, there's John and there's Kelly, blah, blah, blah. The problem is, is that if I choose not to be on Facebook, Facebook gets my contact information from a friend who did that. And so you can actually go in as a non-user of Facebook or Instagram and see to what degree uh, they have information about you. So the, the, tr the, the sort of the sad thing about this, it's really buried. Like to find out where you have to go for this, I'm just going to tell you to Google the following phrase because it's more of a direct link than trying to find this in the help systems of Facebook, mm. especially if you're not even a user of Facebook, you would never get to this point. But if you look for information for people who don't use Meta products on Google, it'll give you a direct link to the page. It'll be the first result. And on that page, there's a, um, uh, a link that you can follow that gives you the ability to remove certain information. And just so people have some context, the information that they would have from a contact list would be things like your mobile phone number, your landline number, and an email address. Unbelievable. And again, you may not ever have used Instagram or Facebook, but your information is probably, if you have a pretty big and social friend list in the real world, chances are someone in that group would have shared your information with Meta that so way. That's the part that's wow to me because it's not even you sharing. Mm -mm. It's not even like you could be the most private, but if I own your number and I've let uh, a Meta, you know, use my contact list or whatever, that's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. And this this is the same. And this is a common practice with a lot of apps. So sure. I never like to do that. I mean, yeah, it's easier to find my friends, but thing is i know my friends that would be on a certain platform anyways exactly i don't need to share my entire back catalog of all my exes and everything else in my contact list yeah but but the thing is you know your practice but if somebody else um does not do it that way then your stuff could still be up there absolutely you know or that common friend that doesn't want to be on facebook because of this exact reason their contact information is up there facebook yeah. did i say facebook yeah meta is it pretty wide if you when you go in there and edit it, John, to take care of it that way, deleting or whatever? Uh, it, mainly for obviously the resources that are tied together like this, where it's coming from. It, it, but I gather it'd be fairly quick once you find it, zip, and it's gone. No, it, there is a bit ah, of a delay. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Um, and, and kind of the ironic thing about this whole process is you have to give them that identifying information for them to look for it. Right. 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 So it's so, out there again. Well, <laughs> like that's what you would feel like I did a search and now, wow, I, I deleted yeah, it. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But what what happens is you have the ability, like, let's just say it's your mobile number. Uh, you put in your mobile number and then they'll say, well, where should we look for your number? Should we find it in Facebook and Messenger? Should we find it in Instagram? You can check both. And then if they do find something in there, they'll send you a, a message saying, hey, we found your number and they will... Um, give you a confirmation code, then you put that into the system. And then in theory, in a few days, your stuff should be gone. Hmm. It's wild to me that we're the ones who have to do this. Yep. Right? It's like a, it, They put it up there, but you have to request it to be removed. Literally. Yeah, and the yeah. same conversation about, you know, ads and advertising. Why am I opted in before having to opt out or even realize, you know, what's going on, right? Who's tracking me and how? Or and if you wish to opt out. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's by default, your information yeah. is being grabbed by yeah. not and even you. 
And this is especially concerning for some people that maybe have a private number that, you know, an unlisted number for safety and security reasons. Now this number is out there. And in theory, because it's been shared from the address book, it's already been associated in the system with a name that maybe is being tagged on a photo. And again, you're not in there, but like there's a lot of... Yeah, the horse is already out of the barn. Yeah. Extremely frustrating. I mean, Mm. thanks for sharing the solution or, or one of... Uh, out there right now, but it's still very frustrating. Wow. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about erasing. As a matter of fact, Google can now remove identifying search results if they're the right kind. Do you see what I did there? I bundled these together. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. Look at that. So, so Google now has a new tool that allows you to do effectively the same thing from search results. So one easy thing you could do is just Google your phone number or your email address and see if it comes up in any search results. This would this would sort of indicate whether or not your 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 information is like in a in a publicly facing database of or contact information. You know, maybe maybe the website for the company you work for has that phone number on it too. Like you just never know where these things could live. And now with Google, when you do a search, there's these three little dots on the end of the search engine line uh, with your result that you can click on that and you have the ability then to request removal of this information so that it doesn't show up publicly on Google searches. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and cause I know it's so, you know, we, we don't want to, whether it's advertisers and things suddenly popping up because you showed an interest in something or asked a question you know, out loud that that's fascinating. The, the big thing with having your personal information on the internet somewhere yeah. is that there's bots that's all they do is they look for phone numbers mm. and they try to figure out, okay, well, let's cross-reference this phone number that I just found on some random website. Uh, maybe it's because you were put down as the contact person for your yes. kid's little league soccer team or something like that. And now all of a sudden you're getting ads for something else that's completely unrelated because they know your phone number. Yeah. And they can send you a text message. That's where I guess you even get some of those little phone rings that only go to second or third ring to be sure it's an actual line. And you go yep. reaching for your phone and there's no one there. Not, they didn't even let it get to your machine. Yeah. Wow. Just oh, unbelievable. Uh, uh. And and the, the ways of doing the stuff and the speed, I know, because you're talking mass amounts of numbers, mass amounts of contact that's out there, but the highway of the web and the speed that we keep wanting uh, at that t- these times works against us so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, I mean, I, I like it's shocking to me to realize, you know, how much what of what we consider private information is just Googleable now. Right, and it used to be you Google people's oh my names good heavens. to see it used if to they're be out there. A pain to find anything out. Like if you wanted to know about an address, maybe you were curious sure. about a neighborhood to move into. Yeah. It was like breaking into a vault to get it. Now, no but problem. But now there's Google Street View yeah. of everyone's and home. Come on inside and... here, down here in the basement. Here, this is where he keeps his paints. And you Google your phone number, and it's just out there. Like everything's a Google result. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about more stuff with Google, but maybe this is good news. Google's the only person new... you are. You're just, you're just a Google result now. You're not yeah. even a person anymore. Mm-hmm. Google's new prototype AI tool does the writing for you. Yeah, this was uh, part of uh, something that was announced at Google's um, big AI event that they just had this week. And I just thought this was really interesting and completely unrelated to what we were just talking about. But I, again, this is artificial intelligence sort of 
I'm not sure yet if this is good or bad, and I'll let you guys sort of form your own opinions, but essentially what this tool is, it's called WordCraft, and it's meant for writers to get past writer's block and things like that. So it's not going to write a novel for you, but it can be specifically used to write fictional content. So say, for example, you're writing a, let's say, a, a comedy script of some kind or uh, a book or whatever, and you want to sort of jazz up a section, you can give Google that paragraph and it'll rewrite it for you in a certain style. <laughs> so you can make it funnier, you can make it sadder, you can make it dramatic, and you basically tell it kind of like how we've been telling these uh, AI image generators what the vibe of the photo that it wants to generate is. You can now do that with text to wow. generate text. I guess you could even... And it's, it's pretty remarkable. And I guess you could do it with era, right? Like if you had a certain way you want it written, uh, but you were struggling with the the dialogue, the dialogue of that era, I guess you could take that same paragraph and, and get really? it kind of at least interpreted if you wanted the dialect. old English or something. Yeah. 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 Slang. Um, mm. Maybe even, you know, gender, like how, how a woman would say these lines versus a man. Like those right. kinds of things oh, can yeah. all be done with AI now. Wow. Okay. But what happens with copyright? Like, are you going to give half of your rights to Google? When you sell it, <laughs> and you know well, they'll be tracking it down, you'll have to go and cancel yourself online, so it doesn't know <laughs> <yeah>. who. <laughs> Do you even need to it's, run anything? This whole AI anymore? stuff is is just a murky copyright mess right now. Yeah, yeah, because it, is. It, it, it no one is fully no one has fully tested the legal rights of these systems, the people that create the systems, and the people that use these systems, and who actually owns the copyright, because. You know at some point someone's going to put something into one of these systems and mm. it's going to spit out, let's say, a joke that some famous comedian wrote and that mm -hmm. the AI found, twisted, and then spit it out kind of the same as the way it went yeah. in. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because it's as murky as you picking up something that helps you with your writer's blah from sitting in at a coffee shop and overhearing a conversation. Yeah. This reminds me of our turnitin.com days where, you know, you'd have to submit essays online, make sure that it goes through that system to, yes, to make uh, sure. remove, yeah, to remove any make type sure of plagiarism. You stealing, yeah. But now the plagiarism is going to point to the AI <laughs> for generated yep. writing. Wow. That is confusing. John, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. John Beeler will be back next Friday for more app updates. How do we know that AI segment wasn't just plagiarized as well? Right. Like someone else could have said this an hour yeah. ago. And John, yeah, well, you know, the other John Beeler. We're back in a couple of moments. A group in Simcoe County, Ontario, is showing support for families in recognition of Canadian Down Syndrome Week. Karen McGee, he'll, she'll be here in a moment with the details. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.